So why don't we go down and, uh, you know, introduce yourselves uh, to kind of everybody. We'll start over here. Well, y'all don't have a mic. So we'll start over here with the Lauderdales. Um, Clark, why don't you introduce your bride? Sure. This is my wife, Candy. We've been married for 43 years, and we're up here to show you that old dogs can learn new tricks. (laughs) Hey, um, my name is Martha, and this is my husband, Ivan Yaramendi. We've been married for, it'll be 12 years, and in September, we're excited to be here. No, they're going to need your mic. Yeah, you'll pass down a little bit. Hi, I'm Greg. This is my sweet bride, Emily. We've been married 10, and we are as well just delighted to share what the other side looks like with you guys tonight. All right. So, Greg, why don't you start off, or either you or Emily, and so I'd ask each of them to kind of share in one minute or less, like, what brought them to re-engage, or what was that kind of, you know, that pain point in their life, you know, and how long ago was it? So just kind of paint a little picture of that. Okay, so ours was about five years ago from beginning of marriage to five years. It was just hard. We, no, no real big one issue. It was a lot of little things over time building up. Mostly we struggled to communicate. And when you struggle to communicate, everything is hard. So conflict was hard. We could never really resolve conflict, which really led to carrying all the different hurts and issues into the next conflict and the next conflict and then it just got bigger and bigger so both of us had expectations going into marriage they weren't met communication was poor and conflict resolution was non-existent yeah and you guys were angry at each other we were angry yeah (laughs) yeah we were angry (laughs) (laughs) i remember some of those conversations all right hillary mendy's Well, for us, uh, the biggest, well, I'll start off where we had our biggest pain point was, I believe three and a half, four years ago, uh, our marriage had been difficult simply because we didn't know what it meant to have uh, a marriage led by Christ and his word. So we kind of just played the facade that everything was great. And I think the, the biggest uh, pain point happened about three and a half, four years ago when we hit rock bottom uh, more specifically, I hit rock bottom, and there was just a lot that I was hiding from my wife, pornography addictions, uh, there was uh, an affair that I had been hiding, and I grew tired of everything because I was just tired of carrying that burden, and God allowed uh, a platform for me to be able to confess all that. Uh, she came in to re-engage thinking, well, we need help with our communication, and I came thinking, no, <laughs> I have a lot of big items that we need to discuss and table. And uh, this platform really allowed for us to be able to have those conversations and just work through that and see what God wants for us and, and what God asks of us in our marriage, which is completely different than what we had thought it really was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's our, our short story. Excellent. Thanks, you guys. Lauderdale's? Um, we were we came to Watermark um, about ten years ago, and um, when we got here, we went, "Wow, big church!" You know, we're, we don't know anyone, um, and so Clark was looking in the bulletin, and he saw this reengaged thing. He says, "Let's go try this out." You know, he says, "Maybe we'll meet some people there." And uh, this is back when it was twenty four weeks, and so we uh, we come and um, we get there, and boy, are we arrogant. We, um, of course, they ask you to rate your marriage the first night, and so we rated it. I rated it a nine, and Clark rated it a nine and a half. He was kind of upset with me that I had only rated it a nine. (laughs) 
and um, so we we went through we went through the 24 weeks, and we were just rocking along because man, we had worked through our stuff, and you know we didn't have any problems. And about halfway through, we both kind of looked at each other and went, mm, "We're about a three, is what we are." <laughs> and at that point, we had been married uh, over 30 years. So um, uh, we what God showed us in that was that. We brought a lot of anger, a lot of unforgiveness, uh, a lot of selfishness, mm-hmm. and um, that money was definitely our idol, if not really our God. And um, so we, we learned a lot, um, but it's, it's taken a long time for us to even get through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, guys. All right. So on that note, before we kind of get to the other side, like what was the hardest part? Just kind of, again, briefly, one of you guys share about what was the hardest part about that reconciliation, rebuilding trust, kind of from that brokenness uh, during the reengage journey? Uh, I'll go. I, I would say for our communication, um, just learning how to communicate so that we could step into conversations that we were not having outside of this curriculum. Um, prevented us from any kind of growth in any area whatsoever. And so literally to change your view, as distorted and warped view as we had of marriage, took us softening hearts, but also to listen and communicate well. And so before we could even take that step, we had so many more fights, so many more misunderstandings, so many more uh, negative interpretations, a lot of accusatory conversations. And there was just so much more pain to go through before we finally said, I surrender. Mm-hmm. And then we took on the new way that we walked through reengage and learned of what that communication looked like. But it was the communication overcoming those bad patterns that we mm-hmm. had so long um, built up and developed that then allowed us to then work on the trust issues that we are still working on. So. Hey, Greg, how long did it take kind of to, to write that ship? I think sometimes in a testimony you hear, man, we were at rock bottom and then life's sweet. I mean, how long did that learning through those difficult communication patterns take for you guys? long time. It took us five years to find the ditch and we're on year five of riding that wrong. So we're, we're still on the up into the right, but it's slow. It's slow, but, man. But as it far is as like slow. The, the, I don't know about one. Of... Six months to a year. Yeah. 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 That's good. Thanks. Maybe. <laughs> what, what year is it again? Six years. I mean, I feel like, I feel like it really has been yeah. since then. Yeah. Just a steady, persistent, we know what to do. Mm-hmm. But it's so easy to slip into bad habits. Yeah. So. That's good. What about Iller Minis? Like, uh, what was the hardest part during y'all's re journey, kind of reconciling and really building trust? I think for us, um, since we got really got to know each other uh, about week four of re-engage, um, I think for us was not only just grace, but also forgiveness and what that meant. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I'll stay in my circle. For me, um, it was just being... Um, having the understanding of what grace was and just also having that trust, rebuilding trust. And for us, it took maybe a year as well, like a year and a half. And I have to agree. I mean, it's a process that it never ends and it continues. And, you know, it still is on, in the works right now. But within like mm-hmm. a year, I feel like it started to feel that shift and that mm-hmm. change. Awesome. Clark? Well, I'd have to agree with both of them. Um, I think my biggest struggle was getting over myself. Mm-hmm. Everything was about me. Um, I was my own God. It was about my feelings, about um, my respect, my pride, my being pursued. 
of which I had expectations, and after 30 years, um, they weren't being met, as no one can meet yeah. each anybody's expectations. And God had to get my attention and let me learn that it's about Him and not about me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it took several years mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing this now for eight to ten years. I don't remember exactly how long, but it took several years into that process. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I think an important thing for all of us to see is that it is a process. And yes, we'd all say that we're still on that journey. But I mean, for some, it is hey, three months of really difficult nights, still hard conversations. For some, it is six months, eight months. But for all of us to continue to take what is the right next step forward for each one of us. In faithfulness, what is our individual right next step and us relationally right next step moving forward? So now looking on the other side of, again, you haven't arrived, but on um, the healthier side of marriage, you know, love to talk about intimacy. And so an intimacy is just the idea of being fully known, experiencing a sense of oneness, togetherness. And so we kind of broke them up into four categories of, you know, spiritual intimacy, relational intimacy kind of pursuing your spouse and dating and also sexual intimacy. And so, um, you know, not all of you guys may not have time for everybody to answer it, but so first on just the aspect of spiritual intimacy, like what is different? Um, maybe one or two of you just kind of talk about what's different now on the other side where you find yourself in a healthy spot. I'll take that one. Um, for me, when I think about spiritual intimacy, I always pictured it by myself. So I always said, well, As long as I'm reading the Bible, as long as I'm praying, I'm okay. Everything's going to be fine. I can confess to God what's going on. He's going to forgive me, and we're going to be all good, and I'm going to keep walking. Uh, But the better side of it now, the best side of it that's come out um, from that spiritual intimacy is how we do it together as a couple now. So it's more, am I praying together with my wife? Am I able to share with her what I'm reading? And then am I able to confess to her some of the things that I'm struggling with and that God has revealed maybe through his word that I'm dealing with that I need help with? And uh, how can she kind of join me in that walk? And that's been just a game changer for me because I feel so light and I feel like I don't have to take on the burden myself. I can now rely on my spouse to kind of hold me accountable when, when I'm slipping or at least be able to encourage me when I need that encouragement. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it's made a huge, huge difference in our marriage. Awesome. Good. And Sir Lauderdale's? Are we still on spiritual? Yeah. <laughs> well, the spiritual side of it has come uh, for us in, in the discipleship side, really. We disciple each other and we're, we care about... Um, where our spiritual walk is. We care Mm -hmm. about what's going on in your heart. What are you doing with your uh, thoughts Mm -hmm. as far as they relate to your emotions and your feelings? And uh, we talk about them on a daily basis, and that's really very close Mm -hmm. spiritual intimacy between Mm -hmm. the two of us. So discipleship's like, it's sometimes a big... Big word. Seeming like churchy word. Like what yeah, does that practically look like? Because really it's, it's you helping each other become more like Christ. And so what does yeah. that practically look like, you discipling each other? It, it practically looks like us taking events that are going on in our lives and, and talking about them like, um, like money. Very early on in our, our walk, we, our net worth went from a real high number to a real low number, almost non-existent. And during that time frame, 
we had to talk about what our heart was doing. What what do you what's your heart telling you? Is it rebelling against God or is it telling God to get lost because you don't like what he's doing? What's it really doing? And then it gives us the opportunity to guide each other and to help each other stay on the correct path and believe truth. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Um, okay, so relational, emotional intimacy, like thinking about friendship. How has your friendship uh, grown with each other kind of as you move towards a healthy place? Anybody jump in there? Okay, anybody? I'll take that one. Yeah. Um, our friendship, uh, our relationship has... Um, grown from a, um, just a um, roommate type situation to where we're we are best friends we we love to be together we um, we don't we don't have any kids at home obviously we're the old ones on the group um, and so I mean it just things like going to the grocery store you know he wants to go to the grocery store with me you know that's not always a good thing uh, <laughs> but um, it's, you know, it's just doing things. We just, we want to be together. We enjoy being together. There is so much laughter going on in our, in our uh, life right now. We, are, we laugh at the things we did when we were uh, in, in really bad spots. And what were we thinking, you know? Um, and I can't believe I actually, you know, thought those things. But, um, and then just, I can come to him and say, you know, I'm struggling I'm really struggling right now, and um, I, in fact, and I actually care, and he cares. <laughs> and I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, that another relationally too, it, friendships is also our community group, having our community group, and um, and that's what I, I love about it because I can I struggle with Clark and I talk to him about it and I, what I'm what I'm struggling with. Well, I'm mean, even just this week I was dealing with that with, with Clark, and, and then we had community group on Sunday, and I was gra- gra- grass- grousing about things that were going on in our lives right, right then, and, and my community group stepped in, no condemnation, you know, and just and loved me through that and, and kept pointing me back to Christ. And that's what Clark does constantly with mm-hmm. me, is points me back to Christ. So, Excellent. Anyone else on that one? Emily? Yeah. I'll say just before we kind of switched over and started heading the right direction, because we didn't have a high level of trust and communication, Hmm. we couldn't speak into each other's lives. We always tried to in the middle of a conflict, like, oh, we're having a conflict about taking out the trash and I'm telling you how insensitive and you never do this, you know, that's not the time to tell them that. But we have found as we've gained trust and gained communication skills, we can come to each other and say, Hey, I, I see this. And I don't think that's what you want to do. This is how that's coming across. And that was not even, I remember actually being told you can't do that. You can't admonish me back then mm-hmm. and now we're we're able to do that so that's big and we'd like each other we like hanging out mm-hmm. we yes <laughs> he's fun he's real fun that's awesome <laughs> all right so on dating your spouse i mean what, what's some of the things you feel like are different you know from when you're in difficult time to now this one for us um was falls under two categories one the unmet ex- expectation for us when we dated um i loved our time uh, our free time However, it was spent on patios, getting to know one another. And then when the communication derailment occurred, 
that went away. The joy of going anywhere with my sweet bride and getting to know her mm-hmm. because there was, it was a conversation full of criticism, um, a lot of just picking at each other and not, not hearing, not caring, not really seeking to understand the other one. Um, even dates kind of started to suck. And so um, after this, we want to go on dates again. That's mm-hmm. a priority of ours. I enjoy her time again. I want to know what's going on. And so when that didn't happen, I did not know how much Joya was being robbed from us, mm-hmm. from our oneness, from just the level and depth of our marriage, because we just weren't fun. We weren't wanting to be around one another. And that obviously affected our sexual intimacy, which mm-hmm. we'll piggyback on that. But. Yeah. I mean, jump right in there. Awesome. So that, <laughs> that when, you're, when you're not communicating, then you really don't have it. I didn't. I don't want to speak for y'all. I did not have a desire to then pursue my wife intimately because everything outside of the bedroom walls was battlegrounds. And so that was another major, major miss in our marriage. And when we could communicate and a lot of the wounds were healing and the conversations looked different, the desire was to know her and then to pursue her again, both outside of the bedroom and inside. And so dates and intimacy sexually both went back up. And so that was huge for us. When we learned to communicate, we resolved our conflicts. We did not hate one another ever again um, to that degree that I wouldn't date her and didn't want to um, be intimate with her. So that's a major ground of victory for us just because of what we learned through reengage. Awesome. Anyone else on the kind of the dating front? Right? It's kind of hard to go after that. But um, for us, it's, it can be a difficult time. We have three little ones at home, ranging from nine to five. And so it, we get to get creative. And it gets to be fun being able to just get to learn how to be with each other, even around the chaos of our home. Um, mm-hmm. When it, that means, you know, it would look like maybe after the kids go to bed, something that we have learned. And I do have to agree that when you don't get to know your spouse and you don't want to be around, any aspect of intimacy does not come with it. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so hard to communicate. It's so hard to be around. But we definitely have grown in that area of our conversations are actual conversations. They're not so superficial. We're not just pretending to like each other. We actually want to know what each other is feeling, thinking, and how it is that we are understanding and just getting to that, you know, Mm -hmm. getting to understand each other, even if at the moment we don't agree with everything, just knowing and being pointed back to a godly view of, okay, maybe it's not my way, it's not your way, what's God's way? Mm -hmm. How is it that we're going to get to the right point as long as it's is the godly way. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely been an, an improvement. And again, I love the fact that we get to be creative and it's a never ending story, which I love. Awesome. Awesome. All right. And then uh, anyone else want to talk about just, yeah, how's sexual intimacy, you know, seen that grow, you know, <laughs> being in a healthier spot? Okay. People that have talked to me already know. <laughs> um, guys, we've been married for 43 years. And I will tell you that. Um, I prayed for, I can't tell you how many years, that God would give me the desire, real desire for my husband. And I prayed, and I prayed. And he has blessed us in this last year, year and a half, uh, 
I mean, I feel, I mean, well, okay, I'm not going to say that. God has given back what the locusts have eaten, mm-hmm. and many times over. Um, and it's it, like I say, we're we're laughing, we're we're laughing in the bedroom. I mean, we're laughing, we're having more fun than we have ever had in our entire lives. Mm-hmm. Praise God! Praise God! Is right. I mean, here's one of the things that I, you know, early on in life. I mean, it's like you know growing in God's word, prayer, all those things. And just to realize that like sexual intimacy between two believers is an act of worship and it can be an act of worship to where God is glorified and, and God even commands us and says like, you know, eat, drink and be merry, you know, it was just such an awesome thing. Well, hey, um, so I love what y'all shared about the, here's ways that y'all have grown um, in intimacy. And the idea of intimacy, you guys, is um, being fully known without shame. And we see that in Genesis to where Adam and Eve, they, they were naked and there was no shame. They were fully known um, and they fully know, knew each other emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and sexually. And there was no shame. And what God wants us to experience in this life is us moving back towards the garden you know, to where there is that level of intimacy with him and that level of intimacy with our spouse and even, you know, in relationships, a level of intimacy that is sweet. And, and for each one of us, just realize as I talked about, like, hey, there was six months, a year, two years of still dredging through some of the difficult times before we moved to a place where we'd say, hey, we're healthy. We're not perfect, but we're healthy. And then since then, there's been a continual kind of just, you know, seasons of ups and downs, but up and to the right of, of growing in health. And that is because they're taking individually their steps of faithfulness. And so what we want you to hear also is, um, it isn't always kind of, you know, roses and, and walking through the fields. Like what is, um, we'd love for each one of y'all to share, what is kind of a recent conflict where you've wounded each other? Um, but how did you work through that conflict differently now that you're at a place where you're healthy? I guess I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, recently, and like Ryan was saying, we're all human and we're still broken, so we're still going to have our uh, our sin struggles and things like that. Uh, and, and I think most recently, I think like a week and a half ago, uh, I failed to tell my wife that I was struggling with lust. And I told her, I said, hey, look, this came back into my life about a week ago, and I just wanted to share it with you because I'm... I don't want to carry that weight. And I, you know, as minor, as big as it might be, I said, I I don't want this to be a pattern. And obviously things like that, they're going to hurt your spouse. So she was hurt in the process, but she came back from it so quickly and she encouraged me and she said, Hey, look, I'm going to pray for you about it. Uh, It's not something that we want to experience, obviously. And I I want to walk with you in that area. And that lifted me so much. Uh, she, She has no idea how big of an impact all that makes, uh, especially being a man, you know, it's just something that is, is always difficult and that we always overcome with the word. And now being able to have a new instrument, right, uh, through, through my spouse to be able to overcome that, mm-hmm. it's just so great. And, and it's so uplifting for me because I can come to her and I can confide in her and I can have that trust with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it always makes our relationship much closer every time. So. Mm-hmm. I love that. Awesome. 
Awesome. Lauderdale's? Oh, okay. Why am I getting to do all this? Um, we were driving to Austin um, about two or three weeks ago, and um, it was raining, and Clark started telling me a story about some, something that had happened. And, uh, but he started off the story because I'm a questioner. I ask a lot of questions. And he started off the story, don't ask me any questions. Okay? <laughs> Just let me tell the story. So right in the dead middle of course, I asked, you know, a normal clarifying question. <laughs> um, you would have thought that um, everything was kind of, um, well, anyway. He, he was not so kind to me <laughs> with that. I don't think I ever heard the end of the story. But I did, what I did was my usual um, old self in that I started withdrawing. And we probably went for about five, six, seven miles before I spoke a word. But God, all through that five or six miles, he's, God kept saying, you know, you're wrong. You, he asked you not to ask the question, and you did it anyway. And so I, um, you know, I had to apologize. Not had to. I, I asked for his forgiveness. And, um, and, but in the, at, at the same time, he allowed me to kind of tell him what was, had been going on in my heart during that time and, and, and tried to seek to understand me and why I would do what I did. And um, so it was, it's, it's real sweet because it's, it's a very short, short now. That could have gone on forever it, before. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good. I like questions too. I ask a lot of questions. Craig doesn't like questions. <laughs> um, yeah, so about a month ago, we were camping with some friends, and for whatever reason, we just were not on the same page, and we were being sharp with each other and rude to each other, and it kind of ruined the whole weekend. And so when we got home, um, we tried to have a conversation about it, and we just still weren't seeing eye to eye. And so then I think we both just took a step back, prayed about what's my part here, even if I think he's he's the part. Um, what is my part? And so then humbled ourselves and were able to ask for forgiveness for the things that we saw we were doing. And, and then um, we were able to move past it, but we also talked with our community group about it. Just because we hadn't been in that ditch for a long time, it felt very old to Greg and Emily. So we talked with them about maybe how we got there and why and, and just wanted to bring it out that that had happened and hopefully staying out of that particular ditch at least for a while Uh, but it happens and and we were able to move past it by the end of the weekend by the time the week started whereas in the past that would have been two weeks three weeks a month of silence or cold shoulder at -hmm. our house yeah thanks um guys i think one of the things we all want you to know i mean all the leaders in the room is that um god's promises are true um, his reward is sweet and it's available for everyone who trusts and believes and follows him. Now, you know, things might vary from, from couple to couple, from person to person. Um, it's typically not, you know, the health or the wealth or kind of circumstances that might change. But one of the things that is sweet is when there's peace and there's joy, there's contentment, there's an ability to, to fall asleep at night knowing that you know, it's been a good day, even if kind of things all around you are blowing up. 
um, because he is good um, and he offers us, you know, um, newness of life. And so that's what's available for all of us. And, and then at the same time, we're not finished and we won't be until Christ comes back um, or he takes us home. And so we're still going to wound each other. And so don't be surprised um, when you wound each other in a way that you thought um, you wouldn't again. And so uh, let's give a round of applause for all our folks who came up here tonight. Thank you guys. <laughs>